We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Day morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast. My name is Rob Doster. That handsome gentleman you see on the other side of the screen is the one and only Jeff Goodman. Uh, I think we have maybe the best slate of the regular season so far today. There are no I'm games last night. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. A, a Saturday, two Saturdays ago was pretty damn good, and you just had wall-to-wall games all day. That That's the difference. To me, a Saturday has to be the best day of college basketball because you wake up, you get ready. You might have an 11 a.m. game like there was two Saturdays ago in the Big East. <clears throat> Noon games all throughout the night, and you usually end it with like Gonzaga. That that's a better day for me. But but this is a great day or a great. We night. have we have first place in the Big Ten on the line. We have first place in the ACC on the line. We have first place in the SEC on the line, and we lost a Baylor West Virginia game. That's how good this slate was. We lost what might have been the best game of the day, uh, and it is still absolutely loaded. Jeffrey, I think we should jump right into it, unless you want to explain to the listeners why you gave them a losing pick in Texas Southern last night. I don't think you want to do that. You know what I forgot? Honestly, you know what I forgot? The Prairie View A&M had Cam Mack. It would have changed everything for me. Everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, it would have changed everything for me. No, listen, I, I do apologize to all of you for, for Austin P in, in Texas Southern are kicking my ass. They're kicking. There's no other way to say it. They are absolutely kicking my ass. But uh, I still think I'm like 35 games over 500 uh, for the season. So as long as I don't go into a complete tailspin, we, we just got to get it back. I got to get it back tonight. And uh, I got a couple mid-majors, but I'm going to focus mostly on high majors, Robert. All right, so let's start it off with uh, Wisconsin at Michigan. This is the first real test for uh, Michigan so far this season. The best team they've played previously uh, was Minnesota. They beat Minnesota by 25 at home. We all know that Minnesota is not a team that can do anything on the road. Uh, The line right now is Michigan minus three and a half. That total is, let me just make sure it hasn't moved, uh, 134. Jeffrey, what do you like? Boy, you know me. I've been kind of – you know, dubbed as the anti-Michigan uh, guy this year. Um, but they're blowing out teams at home. I mean, they, they are absolutely crushing. Uh, the crush Northwestern, beat them by almost 30, uh, beat the hell out of Minnesota at home. So everything points to the fact that the Michigan Wolverines are, are going to win this game going away against Wisconsin at home. And that's why I'm going to take Wisconsin, Robert. That's why I'm going to take 
the team from Madison. I, I just think the big difference is they're older. They've played in big games already. Uh, they're going to come to to Ann Arbor. And I don't know. I just feel like is Michigan going to be feeling themselves a little too much here where Wisconsin has not – listen, they haven't run it. They've had they've had some some slip-ups so far this year. Michigan's 10-0. And, again, they've beaten some good teams. Don't get me wrong. They've beaten some good teams. But they have not faced a team like the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that Wisconsin has the size to be able to limit Hunter Dickinson uh, inside. I think that the one – Real strength for Wisconsin is is knocking down threes, um, and where Michigan has kind of struggled this season is defending the three point line. Uh, they're great defending inside the arc. They have not been as good defending uh, beyond the arc so far this year. And the other part of it is that so much of what Michigan does offensively relies on the fact that Franz Wagner or Isaiah Livers or Shondi Brown or some of these big wings can kind of create mismatches in that spot. And I just don't think that. Um, that you're going to be able to do it when like Aline Ford and Tyler Wall and even Nate Reavers are kind of capable of being able to get out and guard on the perimeter a little bit. Um, and the other part of it is that Wisconsin is just really, really good and really, really solid and really, really sound defensively. And as we've discussed, the big issue with this Michigan team is going to be what happens when these, these, uh, these point guards, Mike Smith and Eli Brooks, end up going up against a really good, really sound defensive team. Um, I don't think we've seen it. I like Michigan a lot this year, uh, but three and a half points to me is is just too much in a game where home court does not really matter as much as it probably probably has in the past. Yeah, no, that that that's how I feel as as well. All right, what what's the the second best game of the day? I don't know if you can figure it out. Like there's some, like you said, there's some really good games. The one that I want to watch tonight, I guess. Well, there's there's a few. I, Listen, let, let's go Kansas-Oklahoma State. We got the potential number one pick in the country, Kate Cunningham, going against a blue blood uh, in Kansas. Oklahoma State's been pretty darn good um, this year. Not great, but listen, probably better than a, a lot of us thought. Uh, game is in uh, in Stillwater, and I believe Kansas is laying three and a half. It's four now. It's four now. All right, so Kansas laying four. Kansas is 2-0 and against the spread on the road this year. I, I like the Jayhawks. You know, I, I rarely go against Bill Self in Kansas. I don't love this team. I, I've been on record saying that. I, I don't think they're great, uh, but I think they're sound, and and they're not going to beat themselves, especially on the road. So I'm going to take Kansas in this one. I can't wait to see the Marcus Garrett, if he's healthy, matchup against Kate Cunningham. Uh, Kate has not seen anybody like this before probably at any level so far. This will be the best defender that Kate Cunningham has probably ever got up against as long as, again, Marcus Garrett is healthy. That's the key. Yeah, I, I think I like Kansas here too. Um, for a lot of the same reasons that we liked Texas against West Virginia and Texas against Kansas. And the reason I say that is what Oklahoma State kind of wants to do is is create mismatches and go small and space the floor. Um, and that really plays into – the hands of Kansas. They can go five out. They can play Jalen Wilson at the five. Uh, they can they can play David McCormick at, at the five, and they can um, kind of match up a little bit with what Oklahoma State wants to do on the perimeter. And at the end of the day, I just think that Kansas is going to win the majority of those matchups. Now, the difference maker is going to be Kate Cunningham, who has um, – he had like he, he struggled a little bit over the weekend 
Uh, and But mostly he's just kind of like really been um, sound. We haven't really seen his passing ability shine through as much as uh, it necessarily has, which has kind of like limited him a little bit in terms of flashing as a – uh, as as the, like a potential number one pick, but if you talk to NBA guys, like they're still right there with them. Like I feel like Jalen Suggs has gotten more hype than Cade Cunningham, but Cade yeah. Cunningham is having just as impressive of a season, uh, especially when you take it into take into um, into account the context of what's going on with each of these teams. So that all that said, where Cade kind of takes advantage of opponents is like he's six eight and like two fifteen, big and strong, can overpower people. And the thing about this Kansas team is that they like no all of their protector. wings. They have no rim protector also. Well, no, no, no. no. That's not the what I was going to say. Well, I mean, that's part of it. But it's I know also where you're going. All, all their wings are like 6'5 to 6'7 and athletic. So, like, he's not going to be able to just overpower other point guards. He's not going to overpower Marcus Garrett. He's not going to overpower, like, a Jalen Wilson. Oshai Baji's like 6'6 and just as strong and as, as athletic as he is. So um, I think this is going to be a difficult matchup for him. Um, and I kind of like Kansas as well, laying four on the road. All right, the next best game, Alabama at Kentucky. And, and listen, Duke-Virginia Tech, we'll get to that one after. But uh, Alabama at Kentucky has become very, very intriguing now, right? Uh, both teams are undefeated in conference play. Uh, Kentucky's still four and six, trying to dig themselves out of that awful start. Um, Kentucky is 15 and two against Alabama in the last 17 games at Rupp Arena. So, uh, not like Bama's had a lot of success there. Um, totals 147, and Kentucky's giving two. I like the total, I, I like the over and Kentucky. I like both there. Kentucky's starting to score the ball a little bit. Like, they were such a disaster early offensively. Devin Askew's been better. Sar's been better. Um, you know, they got Keon Brooks now. They, mm-hmm. It just seemed to be in sync. And as we talked about last game, they enjoy playing with them, you know, with each other now. I was going to say with themselves. Um, they enjoy playing with each other now. So they're moving the ball, uh, spreading it around. And, uh, yeah, they, maybe they enjoy playing – <laughs> themselves. Well, I don't know. Who, who doesn't enjoy playing with themselves? Good. Right, right. uh, anyway, so I, I do. I like Kentucky here. Bama's in a roll, and and you're like Mr. Negativity when it comes to everything around Tuscaloosa. I'm sure you're killing the, you know, the super spreader that went on after the the win last night um, in Tuscaloosa, saying that that they shouldn't be able to celebrate. You know, my take on that is. Ninety percent of those kids probably already had COVID. <laughs> you, you might be right. Uh, that might be a low number. Hey, that might be a low number. So yeah, uh, you might be right. You might be right. Um, so I, this is it's such a weird spot because I feel like Alabama should not be getting two points. Um, I don't think that it, it just it's a weird spot to have Kentucky favored. For a team that's playing at the, they're, they're four and six. You know they they've played basically one game where they've looked good enough to be um, Kentucky and to be be favored at home uh, against a team that's that's had the success that Alabama's had. But that said, like the, we we finally saw the Kentucky that we thought we were going to see all season long against Florida. And, and part of the reason, you know, we talked about this on on Sunday morning stream. And, and, you know, I talked about this with Deshaun on, on, for, uh, for, for Monday's podcast is 
Keon Brooks coming back is kind of what like makes everything work on this Kentucky roster. And, and, and he makes it so like they match up with what Alabama wants to do so much better. Like Alabama is as close as you're going to get to Maury ball in, in college basketball. They just want to space the floor. They want to fire up threes. Um, they want to, they want to get shots up as quick as possible. They're trying to play fast. Um, and you know, when, especially when they have Jordan Bruner playing the way that he did against Auburn, um, it makes it very difficult to match up with. And, it's I don't know, man. Like if you're betting on Kentucky, you're basically betting that that the win against Vanderbilt and the win against Mississippi State, and then the performance against like a, a beaten up and emotionally they scarred. They gave him confidence. Yeah. They didn't that's, have that's, it. That's what I'm betting on. I am. I'm betting on momentum. Now Alabama's got momentum and confidence as well, but mm-hmm. they weren't nearly where Kentucky was, and you know they have talent. They do. They have talent, but they've got their own guys that they don't know. You know, you don't know which John Petty's going to show up, right? I mean, Josh Primo's been awesome so far uh, in the last couple of games. But like Devin asked you, these are, it's like the battle of the reclass point guard. That's what we should be calling this game. The battle of the, re- and, and really Primo's look better than Askew, but I think Askew's still got probably a little bit more around. I'm just waiting for Brandon Boston to break out. I'm just waiting, and and I know I say that every game, but I really feel like it's going to happen at some point where his confidence, like that's what they're missing now. Like if they get that, if they get his confidence back, okay, then to me you got Sar, you got Mintz coming off the bench, Askew's better, you got Boston on the wing, you got Brooks on the, you know, Isaiah Jackson blocking shots. They got enough in, in an SEC that's not very good. Let's be honest, it's not. Yeah, I, so I have a question for you. Um, do you know which team is leading in, in, in SEC play? Which team is the best three-point shooting team yeah, in the conference right Kentucky. now? It's Kentucky. They're like 20 of 40 or something. like. It, it, it's it's not really? a huge – they're not shooting a ton of them, but they've, they've, nope. they've made them at a pretty good clip the last three games. Again, small sample size. I don't think they're a great shooting team. Um, I, I still believe like Minson – if Brandon Boston can get going, man, like I just feel like then they're a team that it's going to flip the switch. Like it could really flip it here. Um, so I, yeah, I like Kentucky. I like the over here. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily love the over uh, just because I think Kentucky um, is going to play at pace. But I think I don't know. I, it's it's a stay away from me. Um, if I was going to be on someone, I would probably just take Kentucky because they are the home team. Uh, but it's it's a stay away. I don't have I don't I feel like I don't have a good enough feel for it. So um, I will be I will be staying away personally. All right, let's get into uh, the the game for first place in the ACC. Yeah. We have Duke at Virginia Tech, and this is not a game that I'm going to be staying away from. Uh, Duke so far this season is one and six against the spread. Yeah. Um, they are laying two tonight. Virginia Tech is getting two at home. Uh, I love, love, love the Hokies here. I have already put in the bet for the money line here. Um, if the line keeps moving towards Duke, I will keep uh, putting bets in on Virginia Tech. So this is probably my favorite bet of the day. I, I just, I'm still on 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 the bandwagon of fade Duke, fade Duke, fade Duke, fade Duke, fade Duke. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you. They're getting respect here that they probably don't deserve. Right, Virginia Tech's uh, clearly the better team, and and have been so far this season. And for some reason, they're getting uh, a point and a half 
here in Blacksburg. And uh, yeah, I, listen, I don't, I don't love it, but, but I would go with you here. I would, I would go Virginia tech, uh, take the points. Um, Duke, you know, they played two games since they've been back. Both have been at home. Okay. Both have been at home and both have been against the, probably the two worst teams in the ACC, Boston college and wake. And, you know, they barely beat BC and they pulled away from wake, but it was, it was a game. It was a game. So, uh, how do we expect this Duke team that I don't know if they're having Jalen Johnson back yet or not. I, I don't think he's coming back tonight. I can try to find out here uh, in a second, but um, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. The more I think about it, the more I feel this is a Virginia tech team. That's Oh, by the way, they've beaten Villanova and they've beaten Clemson two of the top 10 ish the country now i mean like clemson people don't realize best team in the acc today now again will that keep mm-hmm. up i don't know but um they know their roles they know who they are i talked to brad burnell for a while yesterday the big thing that he said which i forgot about and i may write about it at some point he said like when we went into in, the world university games two years ago two summers ago and won it there he said that's where we kind of figured out um how we how we're playing now he said that that helped us win close games. We played with our transfers, Nick Honor and um, and the other guy's name's escaping me right now. But we played with those guys then. We thought we were going to Nick eligible last year. He didn't get cleared. So that team, they kind of figured out how to win close games, how to play together, how to sacrifice. Because really, Amir Sims is like leading that team and scoring at like eleven and change. So um, anyway, not to get off track, but Virginia Tech's beaten. Uh, a couple of good teams in Villanova and Clemson. So I, I'm with you. I, they're not going to overwhelm you with talent, but they're older, they're well-coached, they're tough, and uh, I love uh, Kive Luma. Love them, love them. Yeah, and I love watching Jalen Cohn play. Jalen Cohn has kind of taken over that uh, that Fletcher-McGee role where you just run off of screens and run off of screens and take ridiculous threes and take ridiculous threes. So uh, big. Uh, I'm a big, big Jalen Cohn guy. I just – I think that Virginia Tech has been undervalued yeah. so far this season, and um, I will take them at home, getting points plus value on the money line uh, all day, um, all day long. All right, there's a couple more that I want to discuss. Uh, I I have a pretty good feel for um, for uh, Syracuse at North Carolina, and I, have a, I think I have a good feel for Miami at Boston College. Do you like either of those games? I don't have a great feel for Syracuse, Carolina. I mean, my feel would be, hey, listen, I'm a guards guy. um, So I'd probably take Syracuse and take the points here just because I trust Syracuse's guards a little bit more than Carolina's. But, you know, Carolina's bigs, if they get it into them, they could absolutely abuse uh, what what Syracuse has down low. So I I don't really love it. Uh, I'm going to stay away. I, I love North Carolina in this spot. Um, I know, look, the Syracuse, that zone, uh, it, 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 part of the reason why they are um, routinely uh, and annually one of the best teams in the country at, um, at forcing you to, to shoot a lot of threes that are difficult and making you shoot a low percentage from three is because of that zone. You're, you're taking awkward threes. Uh, they're not driving kick threes. They're usually swinging around the perimeter. Um, with the length that, that Syracuse does have in their zone, Generally speaking, they're contested. Um, and North Carolina is not a great three-point shooting team. So, like, that kind of will make you initially say, like, okay, we got to be on Syracuse in this spot, right? Well, the problem is 
that Syracuse can't can't get defensive rebounds, right? That even when they're big, they really struggle on the uh, the defensive glass. And this year, their five man right now is Merrick Doljai, who's like a six foot ten wing. Um, Baruma Sadibe still dealing with a, a meniscus injury. So um, that front line in North Carolina, like Dayron Sharp is a monster. Walker Kessler is really, really good. Armando Baycott can get to the offensive glass. Garrison Brooks, the preseason ACC player of the year, is coming off of the bench for North Carolina right now. So I just – I think they're going to get roughly 8 million offensive rebounds. I think they're going to get tons of second-chance points. And I like North Carolina to just kind of overpower – Syracuse on the interior. Like we saw, I keep going back to the the Kentucky game against North Carolina where um, UNC looked, uh, they struggled for about the first 25 minutes. And then eventually like their big started wearing down Olivier Saar and wearing down Isaiah Jackson. And Kentucky just kept getting in foul trouble. So um, that's kind of how I see this one, uh, this one playing out is eventually that North, like Syracuse is going to have to make a decision like, okay, who the hell are we going to play at the five? Because Merrick Dolage has four fouls. That's a, That's a good point. If they can get the ball down low, which Carolina usually is able to do, um, you know, the, I, I, again, I'm just I'm, I'm staying away. Uh, what I do like, I like Providence at Marquette, and I know I know you're going to like who I who I'm on here too, which is Providence. Providence is three and one against the spread on the road this year. Uh, neither one of us love Marquette, although I do love Dawson Garcia, their freshman. Absolutely love him. Uh, I just think Providence is going to get one here uh, on the road or at least cover. They're getting three. So uh, I like the Friars here. Uh, I'm going to run through a couple others. I really like St. John's. How about that, Johnny's fans? Uh, St. John's giving two at home against Butler. Um and uh, they're five and one at Carneseca Arena. Uh, the Johnny's got to get some wins in, in the Big East, and, and th- these are the ones they got to get right. Butler's, we we both agree, Butler's not great. Yes, they have Aaron Thompson back. The key here, though, is obviously tempo. Uh, St. John's plays about as fast as anybody. Butler plays about as slow as anybody. So the only thing that would scare me is if Butler can really, really, really control tempo. Um, and then I'm gonna. My last pick is. Uh, well, I got two more. Two more in the Mac. Ohio is getting Jason Preston back. I broke that a little while ago. He's missed the last four games. They're giving eight and a half to Miami of Ohio. Uh, take the Bobcats there, and um, I'm gonna take Akron. Akron given nine against Northern Illinois. Do you know what Northern Illinois is against the spread this year? Uh, winless. One and nine. The only time they won was actually when I took them. Um, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm not taking them here. I'm not, that was a one-time deal for me. That was an emotional deal for me. Now uh, I'm going with the zips in Akron and laying the nine. All right. The uh, only other game that I like is Miami. And that's just because, um, Miami, Florida, not Miami, Ohio. I like Miami, Florida, just because like we've been on them all season long. They're, they're, they're tough. They're competing, uh, even though they don't have a couple of their most important players, um, so I just – scores, Chris Likes, and Cam Augusti. Uh, well, like, I mean, here, here's the wild part about it. Yes, those are, their second, their, those are their second and third leading scores, but yeah. they're probably their two best players. Like I, Isaiah Wong, the reason, the reason he's the leading scorer right now is because Chris Likes is not on the floor, so they have to find something else to do. Chris Likes is Miami's best player. Cam Augusti is probably 
But I don't know. I don't want to go that far. Anyway, either way, uh, not having those two guys has has forced Jim Laranega to kind of figure out something else he has to do, and it's worked. Like they're tough. They're going to compete, uh, and I just I think that they are a better basketball team than, than Boston College flat out. So I will take them minus two and a half uh, on the road at BC. Uh, that's all I got, Jeffrey. All right. Well, good night of uh, good slate tonight. Uh, let's hope. Uh... I'm going to stay away from SWAT games for a while, just so you know. Good. Although, my boy, I don't know if you knew this, breaking news. I'm told Florida A&M, a little bit of a pause, Rob. A little bit of a pause. They didn't play yesterday. I don't know if you noticed. My boy Evans this year, I hope he's okay. I'm going to check in on him later today and make sure he's okay. Good. You got to make sure that's your guy. It is. It is. My guy. That is your guy. All right, Jeffrey.